Sam Pamphalon. Hello, Tom McCall. How are you? I'm all right. Nice I'm, to um, see you. You too. Been busy? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have. You know, eating my crisps and that. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to say to you... Go on. Merry fucking Christmas. I just want to say Merry Christmas back. I don't oh, think it needs oh, to oh. swear in the middle. Wait, I oh, know. I shouldn't have said that, should I? No. Merry Christmas. You said Mary. Okay, right. Merry Christmas. I can't say Merry. You can't say Merry, no. It's like Marley a Labone. You know that Can you say station? brewery? I can't say brewery. 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 Mary Labone. My lips get in the way. Say Mary Labone. It's not Mary Labone. Say the, what it is. Marlebone. Marlebone. Why is it... Anyway, Merry Christmas. Merry Labone Christmas. Or should I say, Merry Christmas? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we have a stellar guest for our Christmas. Christmas. Should we just write down all these words Jesus that you can't say? Christ. We have a stellar guest for our Christmas special. Yes. Um, who I think I should just crack on and introduce. What do you think? Yeah. I'm very excited to see who it is. I mean, I yeah. can see who it is. Yes, you can. He's sat opposite you. But yeah. anyway, this week's Castaway is an actor, a comedian, a presenter, a political activist, mm-hmm. a train rider, <laughs> a moustache cultivator, an all-round good guy. You will all know him. As being... <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to stay quiet till after the introduction, but that, but that did no sound like a threat. <laughs> you will all know him by the trail of the dead. <laughs> Oh, the smell of the bodies. <laughs> you will all know him. I've written this terribly. It's grammatically incorrect, Sam. Anyway, you'll know Tom, him. Tom, you can't say it. We've oh, no. already determined you can't say many all words. Right, so right, I can't imagine right. you can write them down okay. any You'll all know him off the telly. As the team captain on Argumental, oh, or good. as celebrity juice stalwart, mm-hmm. perchance as panel show royalty. <laughs> you are. Ooh, you no. are. No. <laughs> yes, you no. are. <laughs> he has also presented Top of the Pops. I never knew you presented Top of the Pops. Oh, yeah. yeah. What was that like? Uh, it was right at the very end. I, I like to say I didn't kill it, but I was standing very near it when it died. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fair enough. And Glastonbury as well. Yeah. That must have been fun. It was, yeah, amazing. Um, what years were they? Glastonbury? Um, probably 2006, uh, sort of 7. I feel like I went that year. Me? No, I don't. Jay Z was headlining. Ah, that uh, year. That year. Yeah. Controversial. Huh? Yeah, well, it felt less controversial when you actually stood in that field and everyone was going bananas. Yeah. yeah. It was racist. <laughs> it was, wasn't controversial, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was racist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just clarify that, though. The controversy was racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yes. booking Jay-Z, not racist. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. Sort of, in many ways, the, the opposite of racist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you booked her. So, racist. <laughs> White genocide hashtags. <laughs> this podcast's taking a real <laughs> lurch to the right. You guys have seen the writing on the wall as a society. <laughs> and gone, lads, it's... We've got uh, it. We're going to have to side with our own kind, guys. <laughs> So, who is this mystery castaway? No one knows, Sam. Everyone knows, no, Tom. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. But anyway, let, on let me finish off. Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's an actor as well. You said that? Sam. Yeah, but I'm such oh, no. a good actor, it has to be mentioned uh, twice. I'm back in twice. You're yeah. leading somewhere. I'm leading somewhere. Just, just don't Well, if you'd left it out at the top, if you'd left it out at the top, then you could have brought that in, and that would have been like a... Oh. As an actor. Very is good. that better? That's better, yeah. Okay. As an actor, our castaway has starred in the West End, <laughs> the acclaimed One Man, Two Governors... He's also originated the role of Freddy in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, as well as playing Toad in Wind of the Willows. He can currently be found playing Sancho Panza in Don Quixote at the Garrick Theatre, playing second fiddle to the astonishing Tom McCall's highly acclaimed portrayal of Merchant Three, Guard One and Shepherd Two. Ah, Shepherd Shepherd Two. That's a banger, isn't it? It's a tough role. The process for Shepherd Two is... I mean, did you not? You went out and became a shepherd. I became a shepherd, yeah, for three years. Although, uh, forgive me for this, you don't actually play a shepherd. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. In the bit when um, Tom, you have to know this with the morning shepherds. You know. No, you're meant to be intellectuals. Yeah, but why am I dressed like a shepherd? (laughs) Tom, has Uh, this not come up before? No, no, you're not dressed like a shepherd because the shepherds are dressed like shepherds. That's why they've got those big sheepskins on. Tom, do you have a sheepskin on? Tom, do you just think clever people look like shepherds? (laughs) (laughs) I'm dressed like a shepherd with with like a black thing over the top. You're a morning shepherd. See, this is... I've always thought this is a A morning shepherd? Wait, wait, not a morning. An M-O-U-R-N-ing shepherd. A sad shepherd? Yeah. Um, it's always been Sam Shepard. Sam Shepard. Is he in it? I've always thought it was a slight hole in, in the plot, is that we're, we're referred to as shepherds, but then 
throughout the scene, we're referred to as scholars. Yeah. I don't think this is a hole in the plot necessarily that you just haven't asked the question, sorry, director, am I a shepherd or what? <laughs> anyway. I'd love it if you got to the end of the run and at no point were you supposed to be a shepherd. <laughs> I'm dressed like a shepherd. <laughs> Chewing a length of hair. <laughs> 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 uh, we found Tom's portrayal of Hamlet very odd <laughs> to be R. <laughs> Hamlet? I'm a shepherd. I'm a fucking shepherd. Shepherdy, why am I a shepherd? Anyway, our, uh, our castaway is, of course, Rufus Hound. Hello. Welcome. Rufus Hound! God damn it, That's welcome. a big one. If there were applause, that was, that was where to drop it in. Everyone at home's yeah. going nuts. Oh, is that how You're it works? You're just people in the street with their headphones going, going <laughs> just clapping at nothing. How are you, mate? Uh, very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's nice to have washed up on your Christmas island. Welcome. You're very welcome. welcome. Like Easter Island, but yeah. seasonally slightly east. Better. Yeah. It's a better yeah, season. West, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, a better season. But season. I think there might even be there might even be a Christmas island there is. somewhere in is. It near New Zealand or something. Yeah. Is that Isn't that, that the one with all the big heads? No, that's Easter Island. Okay. Oh, Christmas <laughs> Island's got the big turtle the tortoises. <laughs> what? Is it near the Galapagos? I'm gonna say yeah. <laughs> So I'm sure you know, Rufus, but for any listeners who are new to the podcast... I can't imagine there are any. No, 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 You're getting 60 no. million listeners domestic. Yeah. Domestic. So, domestic. That's domestic. everyone, right? Yeah. 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 Pretty much. So I wouldn't have thought... I wouldn't have thought anybody wouldn't know, but I mean, fair enough. Yeah, we want to push those worldwide numbers. So we're on... Uh, yeah, this is it. We're breaking into China as we speak. Yeah, um, breaking so into China. This is for all our Chinese <laughs> listeners. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the <laughs> Chinese law enforcement policies, but you might want to avoid breaking into China. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're a magical isle. Yep. A magical isle where we live out our crisp dreams. Yeah. We are limited to three dreams. Yeah. Like all good dreams, there is... A rule of three. Really logical. Yeah. Um, it's more... I, the reason I have basically understand the rule of three is it's you have to set something up and then confirm it and then Before subvert you. it so that it's 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 that if it's you the did, quickest way to that it's the quick it's the most efficient way to it and if you've ever heard my dad tell any joke uh, if you've ever cleared two weeks for that <laughs> then you'll be very grateful for the rule of three rather than the rule of 93 like That's father like son yeah quite <laughs> <laughs> where do you think I learned <laughs> so there's this goat right <laughs> oh no start that no. so there was a bit in this play when was it cut? It was cut in rehearsals, right? It was cut in rehearsals. Was this the goat that you were shepherding? Is this why everything's become so confused? <laughs> yeah. Well, funny enough, actually, that is the point of the story. Is Sancho telling Don Quixote a story about a goat herd? No, a shepherd. No, a goat. And it's that. It's the permanent... Every time he starts getting into telling the story, right. he kind of corrects himself and Don Quixote's getting... He's trying to be patient, but he's getting more and more and more cross until it ends with... So then what happened? He's like... I don't remember. <laughs> but the joke is it's gone on for 10 minutes. Yeah. But when you're uh, in a show that's already at about three hours... Knocking on the door off. <laughs> you're, uh, you're ready to cut the yeah. joke about it's something It's nice going that Tom, like, sort of life-imitating art, has brought that sort of shepherd confusion <laughs> into real life. Almost that's like it. he's missing the cut. Yeah. There. So method, this yeah. guy. Into so freaking method. Intros. So, Rufus. Yeah. Would you like to introduce to us your first... Desert Island Crisp. Drum roll. <laughs> I've bought a, a bit of preamble first, uh, because I should Love warn preamble. you both now, as I have to on any uh, podcast or interview I've ever done, can't actually answer a question without starting at the birth of the universe and, <laughs> and working forwards. So Fair. I could just say a name of a crisp, but it, I, I want to say, I'm, looking at them here and now, mm-hmm. I feel like these are very pedestrian. No, no. No? I mean, no. there's, there's not a. There's not there's a one, I think there's one big hitter in there. Not going to say what it is. Yeah. And I think, I think the two others mark you out as something of a maverick. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And well, I, I do feel... want the preamble. I want to know well, what I they would... mean to you. It was, I was basically going to say that the, the, the fact that I think these are pretty straight down the line uh, crisps, what I am going to offer you as <laughs> crisp connoisseurs mm-hmm. is the how you open a packet of crisps. Okay. okay. So the, my first choice is uh, beef monster munch. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Everyone loses their mind about pickled onion monster munch. Oh, monster! Oh, pickled onion. They're nice. Don't mm. get me wrong. The the sharp acid kick in of that pickled mm-hmm. onion vinegar flavour, lovely. Not you know, but roast beef monster munch. That's like hearty. Yeah. 
That's that's like a pint of beer instead of a a vodka lime and soda. It's almost Mm. malty. Like it's one of the few beef flavor crisps because I find that meat crisps generally just to me just taste brown. Like fecal, yeah. They're just kind of like a smudge, and they all taste like. Whereas these, they got tang. Yeah, Mm. Twiglets. See, I really like Marmite flavour, and I like a Twiglet, but there's a limit to the number of Twiglets you can eat before you're just gammed up. Yeah. The the back of your tongue, and mm. if you've had your wisdom teeth taken out, there, that part, it yeah. all just becomes one kind of fleshy, oh. solid, goopy, yeah, yeah, yeasty... Yeah. I am salivating uh, the side of my tongue, though. Just yeah. the thought of that Marmite ping. Uh, yeah, I like... I sometimes you have something tangy like Marmite, and I do something like called... Uh, I call it... Me and my wife call it Cobraing. Oh, well, you know your gland at the back is because yeah, 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 and you spray yeah. liquid out jetting. Out. We call jetting. that in our house. <laughs> You've been kind enough to supply a grab bag size mm-hmm. of the. I realise they're officially roast beef monster. Oh, yeah. They're just beef monster. That's where the depth of the flavour comes from, Rufus. But uh, I watched a Chinese man on YouTube open a packet of crisps. Oh my lord! Of a grab bag size, yes. and ever since I saw how he did it, I've never been able to open a sharing pack of crisps any other way. Okay, so you start by making a small tear in the top middle of the, what would normally be the cover, yeah. I would imagine, of the bag of crisps. Just a little tear, right? You okay. barely notice that. Yes, thank you. I feel like you're doing a magic trick. Yeah. yeah. Well, it will feel like a magic trick when you see how this works. Is my wallet in there? Then, <laughs> <laughs> then you start tearing it round on itself no in a spiral. Way. A circular... Right? Oh my. oh, my God. In a spiral like so... It looks like a packet of Huggies now because, like, Huggy wipes. Yeah. Yeah. This is what it feels like to find God. (laughs) And then you tear it back on itself like so. Oh, shit. And now you have got a shareable serving bowl. Holy shit. And it's not going to spill. And it won't spill. And if the wind picks up, it won't blow it away. You've blown my mind. Right. Genuinely, that's amazing. Let's crack on. On the nose, I do like a whiff first. Oh, they do have a real deep scent to them, mm. don't they? It's a bit dirty as well, so I quite like mm. I would call that na- that type of fragrance a pong. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But a good pong. Oh, yeah, lovely yeah. pong. Now, what I would say, right, and you have covered it slightly um, by mentioning the Piguadena Monster Munch. Roast beef Monster Munch, I see as a little bit as the Ringo star of the crisp world. Let me explain why. Firstly, it's got a big nose. <laughs> a big nose. The, the pack's yellow, and what was Ringo Starr famously famous? He's famously singing? a yellow person. A yellow person. <laughs> so you think yellow Homer submarine. Simpson? Yes, <laughs> yellow submarine. But more importantly, John Lennon was asked once, is Ringo Starr the best drummer in the Beatles? No, he was asked, is Ringo a good drummer? Best yeah, drummer no, in the world. Is he the best drummer in the world? And John Lennon's response was, he's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. I have to say, I love Ringo Starr. I love Roast Beef Monster Munch. But pickled onion monster munch are the best drummer in the world. <laughs> wow. Sorry. I could, just I gotta, could, the exact point he lost that is when he said pickled onion. I've just got to take this call. <laughs> Hello. That made sense. Oh, it's the stretched metaphor council. <laughs> also, monster munch used to be big. And then they made them small, and mm. everyone had a whinge, and they got big again. Yeah. And the Beatles are definitely two people smaller now. I Exactly. And I, I feel as though Ringo Starr put on quite a bit of weight. Did he? And then he lost it. He he's got all tiny skinny. now. He's all skinny now. And he's put it back on, right? Has he? No. Tom, where is this going? I just oh, saw oh, a video oh, of him playing with Paul McCartney at the... I think it was at the O2. Playing with him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that wasn't the video really I the saw. Old days. That video <laughs> may exist. <laughs> But, but no, I was very impressed that... Um, I think there is, as much as I'm all for body positivity and mm-hmm. many of my favourite bands uh, are led by quite voluminous fellows, mm-hmm. um, Tenacious D, to name but one. Yes. I do sort of think if you're in a rock band, you have to be skinny. I think it's just one of those... You have to be ill-looking. Well, yeah, like... Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the only reason the Stones are allowed to carry on. If they're all fat, no one will go and see them. Yeah, like when you see Jeff Lynne, mm. you know, it's like, again, brilliant musician, wrote incredible music, but when you actually see him, you go, yeah, well, you're just like an old bloke, whereas rock stars are meant to be kind of people who are so blisteringly talented that they're not from Earth. 
Yeah, that the laws of nature affect them differently and that they are it able to if, see and sing and It doesn't be. matter if their face gets wrinkly and old, as long as they're still, they still have this weird teenage body. Yeah. Like Ronnie yeah. Wood. Yeah. He's like a... He's a little twig man. Yeah. He's a Keith Richards, Mick Jagger. Little bird people. Yeah. Leather-faced bird people. Little, little, yeah. Do you know what? They're all dark crystal, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> what, what that's called, we've had this before. What are they called? The crunk chuck What are they all? You what? In what dark crystal? The people. They're called... In Dark Crystal? Yeah. You know they're making a, uh, is it a they're film? They're remaking or a, it, huh? remake? And um, who's in it? Um, or a sequel? I don't know. I just saw some stills on Twitter this they're week. They're making a live action. This is why these are like Ringo Starr. Go on. It's a popular opinion that Ringo Starr isn't a very good drummer. But amongst drummers, mm. uh, quite a few uh, will say that actually, yeah. the things that he played were really, really inventive and good. Yeah. yeah. So... Look how to tie this up. They're trying to tie this motherfucker up and embarrass you now, Tom. Hey, uh, so, <laughs> Monster Munch are the Ringo yeah. because no one really thinks they're good. Yeah. Those who know, know. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> hey. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not... I love roast beef Monster Munch. Yeah. I love Ringo Starr. I wasn't... At no time was I trying to... Um, trying to speak badly of, of <laughs> such a thing. I'm just saying, they happen to be from the realm that includes the pickled onion monster man. Right, I get yeah, you. Yeah, but hang on. So this is the... Well, look, I mean, of course, everything is subjective, right? Mm-hmm. But in that analogy, yes, pickled onion also exists. Hang on, what other flavours? You've got, you got Flaming Hot. Yeah. What That's else is it. there? That's it. That's it. So you've got, you've got two... There used to be more, though, right? I've got a feeling there yeah. were there was a bigger range. But those two, those two are lead singers, aren't they? Flaming Hot, Pickled Onion. That's, that's John and Paul. So you can kind of understand, they're pushed to the front. Yeah. This does work, Tom, you were right. Yeah, you were right, I'm sorry, I take it back. Hey, I, but I wonder though, for me at least, maybe roast beef is not Ringo, it's George. Yes, it's George! Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it is George. Because, actually, with everything that Paul McCartney's done, and I have bought, I have bought Paul McCartney's recent work. <laughs> and I and really like it. You know we're recording this. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, there was an album that came out ten years ago. It had uh, one of the songs, and it was "Would You Like to Sit with Me?" <laughs> we should be it was, <laughs> per adventure. We will play. It was <laughs> like I really enjoyed that album. I, I, I like Paul McCartney, uh, John Lennon, obviously icon. Everything he was talking about in terms of peace, you know, and uh, how it could be more than just being in a rock band. Kind of set the blueprint for how. Rock and roll stars and pop stars. Let's be honest, the Beatles started out, they yeah. were pop stars. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like where that journey takes you, actually, you begin to your, the way that you live your life, you outgrow where you started, even though your fans haven't gone on that same journey with you because they're not multimillionaires going to ashrams and learning how to play the sitar and whatever else. So when you actually break down who the Beatles are, it was George Harrison that funded uh, the Monty Python movies. Did he? Yeah. And of all the things that you could do with your money, if you're a Beatle, to start handmade films, I think I think he also was the money behind Withnail and I. Get out of town. Yeah. yeah. So actually, you can say, oh, look, it's the, oh, flaming hot, oh, pickled onion. Actually, lads. In the background, what, the strings. What's actually being done mm. and what roast beef is actually doing is giving you a beefy mouthfeel that you will cherish. Long after the acid tang of pickled onions worn off, long after the the chemical, let's be honest, the chemical burn of Mm. Flaming Hot, Mm. it's not a, it's not, you don't pop that in your mouth and go, well, that's a lovely natural (laughs) flavour. Oh, what is that? Tomato? Peppers? No. Whereas that beef beef flavour isn't, isn't trying to, clobber your tongue mm. it's just giving you like a cup of bovril yeah it's that like oh it's i feel nurtured i feel cherished sold but i would say that is the feeling that i want from my accompaniment that's what i want from my sandwich that kind of hug yeah and for the crisps on the side that's what you know that's the uh, lingerie but what do you drink <laughs> Loads of things. <laughs> okay, but like you're going to a pub. All right. oh, I'm lager. getting them in. Lager. So you're drinking lager. Yeah. Right, there you go. There's your problem right there. Yeah, because you've already got kind of fizzy, fresh, almost watery kind of thing going <laughs> on. Whereas if you drink like beer, beer, 
actually something a bit more kind of yeasty That's and meaty down in the bottom notes. Pork it's scratchings. like a pork scratching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those really posh pork scratchings that they've started to do, you know, in the, I forget what they're called now, but with silver packets. Uh, like proper, not, not, like, oh, I was about to say, what, Mr. Porky? But they're not Mr. Porky, yeah, mm. they're common ones. No, they're, um, they're like artisanal, mm. you know, hipster pork scratchings, yeah. but my God, they're good. Yeah. Are they like the hairy ones? No, that's it. It's all like these things have been cut in a they certain way, the scored, and, yeah. and then they're done in I mean, I think I th- oil, not whatever okay. else. Or whatever. I, I think you're implying that my palate is, uh, is limited. Uh, and I'll go with you on that. Because <laughs> um, I found some pork scratchings the other day. Oh, yeah. Salt and vinegar pork scratchings. Whoa. They were out of this world. I've only found Whoa. them in one pub. I like the sound of that. They're amazing. I like a salt and vinegar peanut. Luck was my favourite thing. Yeah. What about those Sahara peanuts that they had no. everywhere? <laughs> in the thing at the end of the bar. Oh, my God. What Which ones the... are they? Oh, dude, they're so bad. They've come in a little Sahara. cup. It was a peanut in a. I'm gonna say in like say, a heated coffin or something. Oh, it, it, but the actual coating, I've got a feeling it was like something like crushed rice pulp. Yeah, right. That was then baked, so the ah, outside was like yeah, yeah, super yeah. crunchy, and then the nut on the inside. But it was like, oh, oh is that what Americans would call beer? Is that what Americans would call beer nuts? No, I think. Oh, maybe. I, I have no idea. My impression is that a beer nut is a <laughs> deep fried corn kernel. Oh, I think those are beer nuts, but could well be wrong about that as well. All sounds good. I think um, we're all in some state of agreement that roast beef monster munch are pretty good. Yeah, they're banging. They'd be in my top twelve. Um, <laughs> that's good. I like Chris, man. No, that I would love you... to say that to a lady one time. You're my that. <laughs> that was in my top twelve. <laughs> that bout of sexual intercourse just made my hot dozen. <laughs> <laughs> They have a, they have a, a, an earthy, homely warmth to them mm. that I don't think you can find anywhere else in a crisp. That is the one thing I absolutely would say about a roast beef monster munch. I've never eaten another crisp that tasted like a roast beef monster munch. Yeah, no. Yeah. Whereas pickled onion, space raiders, mm. those pickled no, but you know what I mean. Like you eat and you go, oh yeah, it's it's not a million miles yeah. away. And even the supermarket own brand versions of yeah. like puffed maize snacks, mm-hmm. pickled mm. onion, whatever that flavour is, it's like oh that's just standard. it's pretty ubiquitous. Whereas you feel like they've kind of gone off. I feel that that's got unique. a very specific combination of whatever the dust they mm-hmm. <laughs> push on it is. It's just dried cows. There's dry <laughs> a cow. Yeah, they dehydrate an entire cow and just grate it like with a fine grate. It's like, <laughs> like parmesan. Yeah, exactly. It's like someone just comes to the table with like a hunk of kind of. Like that. Shaves um, it over like a some, some raw cow, sir? Oh, yes, please. <laughs> Same when. Yeah. Keep it going. <laughs> hey, slight side note. Have you ever been to an Italian restaurant and the guy's like grating parmesan on you and looking at you waiting to say when? And you're like, hey, I love parmesan. Gonna... <laughs> yeah. You're going you're gonna to go through a couple of these before <laughs> I say no. But then there's like, they're clearly doing that thing because parmesan's expensive yeah, where yeah, they're yeah. like, come on, dude, like help me out here. Because there's a point yeah. where they just go, they go, they stop and go, they, and they tap the cheese on the thing and go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's enough. Right, but in the old days, they'd bring you a little dish with a teaspoon, the, the idea dried being in the dryer. My parents always had that. Yeah, I too. bloody love that stuff. Yeah. Oh, love Salty, salt, salt and fat. Put loads on, stir it through. It yeah. didn't melt. No. You just have the white freckles, um, speckles all the way through it. How are you doing cheese pasta? Well, uh, my mac and cheese, yeah. Have you ever had crab in your mac and cheese? No, you've lost me. Trust me. Don't get me wrong, I know we're on a desert island and that you're <laughs> utilising... Not, not even cooked, just a live crab just sat on top of the macaroni and cheese. Or lobster. I've seen lobster that on, in a mac and I've cheese. seen that on menus and Works. no. It's that crab flavour, it's, oh. it's exactly that fish flavour that I don't like. Okay. I only like the white meat. I don't like the brown meat. Oh, love the brown, brown meat. Oh. Love it brown. No, love the brown. No. Tastes like feces. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I like, yeah, I like yeah. the guts. I like the heads. Yeah. No. Surely it's a bechamel added cream, then putting some parmesan, some cheddar, whatever else, however dirty you want to make it. Yeah. Mustard. Maybe something a little bit, a bit of mustard. Maybe some telegio to make it kind of stringy. Fried, yeah. up, fried up bacon bits. Don't get me wrong, fellas. Both brilliant suggestions, but wrong. Okay. All you do. Big pan of pasta, as much as you think you can eat, and look at me, that's quite a lot, right? <laughs> I need so much pasta. And then butter, oh, yeah. straight on the hot, so drain the pasta out, uh-huh. big wedge of butter right on the top, 
And then the the gummiest, maturest cheddar cheese mm. you can get. No sauce, you just, just straight grate on. Just grate it straight on. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like, like a brick of cheese, and grate yeah. it in. And it'll make a little sauce with the butter and, and the, the water. And the heat of the pan with the cheese melty and the butter. Of all of those, like, in, you know, in the, the last five years, everyone's doing mac and cheese. You can't go to a restaurant yeah. without it being their version of a mac and cheese. Of all of them I ever had, the supermarket, like, Cathedral City... Yeah. Extra strong, whatever that was. It's like, the nation's favourite cheese. Two quid for, you know, a ton of it. Uh, butter, pasta, honestly, never had better cheesy pasta mm. than, than just straight I'm going to make my kids that. I'm sick of cooking for them and I'm not appreciating We're talking the whole great cheese on. Well, you, I mean, it's, uh, until you reach the point where you're like, oh, I'm, I'm now guaranteeing <laughs> yeah, 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 a coronary. Yeah, yeah. 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 Until the I, waiter that you've employed... Taps the cheese on the ground and goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> your internal Italian your chef yeah, yeah. taps the inside of your skull. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> this has to oh. stop. <laughs> hey there, buddy. I'm ready to get my uh, Seconde Piatti snack on. Hey, so- do you want to break this up with a little uh, bonus round? Yes. Why the hell not? Yeah. Okay, over here, I have got Pret-a-Manger, just straight up sea salt crisps. Okay. Why are these special? Any guesses? Because um, they're not. Um, because... They made the potato picture on the front look like a fish? No. Hand-cooked? No. They're not made from potato? No. They're perfectly crunchy crisps? No. Go on. You stole them from a homeless man. <laughs> oh, now it's it's who they belong to is the oh uh, is, is what makes them special. So these are not your crisps. These are not my crisps. Do these crisps belong to a famous person? They do belong to a famous person. Does that famous person know that you have their crisps? I don't think they do. Oh shit! <laughs> shit just got real. <laughs> is this famous person within? 200 yards of us right now. No. Is this person a comedian? Yes, amongst other things. Okay. Although I think history will remember them as a writer. These are David Mitchell's crisps. They are not David Mitchell's. They are Robert Webb's crisps. They are not Robert Webb's crisps. Oh. But they are David... Walliams! They are David Walliams' crisps. Why have you got David Walliams crisps? They did an event here to launch his new book one Sunday and they used this dressing room. And when I came back, he, entirely off his own bat, had left me a copy of his new book, two copies of his new book, signed to each of my children. Oh. And also, when I moved the sofa, found that packet of crisps. Oh, well, let's eat them, shall we? Let's so eat crisps. Well, let's taste what a David Walliams crisp tastes like. Yeah, this is... what, what do crisps taste like for millionaires? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, well, I mean, this is the kind of crisp that I deride quite openly. Yeah. That immediately needs a beer. Because yeah. it's not, it's just... It needs something, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. It is just salt and, and fat and crispiness. What yeah. I used to do when we only had salt, ready salted left in the house, I used to open the bag up and pour malt vinegar in, mm. oh, shake yeah. them, and then just eat them all wet. Yeah. What's wrong with you, Sam? I really like vinegar. What's wrong with you? I don't know. Do you know who doesn't have salt and vinegar on their fish shop chips? Who? Yeah, scum. Because what you say, you don't know, remove it, you're not, you're not, you know, oh, no, I'd like them to stay crunchy. It's not fucking crunchy anyway. No. It's just shaped mash. Yeah. My, just um, get the vinegar with a, with, a, with a light, crisp... Yeah, with some you know, oily, oily bits. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's the salt and vinegar that's the making of a chip oh. shop chip. The, uh, I remember our friend uh, Phil <laughs> came round to my house once when we were about 14, 15. My dad had had a couple of light ales, right? right. And Phil, we had a, a, a roast dinner. Phil refused the gravy bowl on his roast. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, yeah, whoa, for starters. Whoa. And then only eats the stalk of broccoli. <laughs> he leaves the florette. So in his dry ass roast dinner with his stalky broccoli, my dad absolutely rinsed him. Absolutely you know? right. Yes, of course. And the thing is, if you met Phil, you wouldn't say, oh, that's a no gravy person. You'd say, I bet that guy floods it. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm seeing him later on. You know he has gravy now? Because my dad absolutely rinsed him. <laughs> that's right. He just started having gravy. The only time I can remember eating so much that I physically couldn't stand was because of gravy. 
Oh yeah. Uh, went to Hawksmoor. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I mean, the real deal. Uh, with my uh, sister-in-law and her other half, Molly and Nursey. Nursey's a Persian name, and it's taken me about this long in my life to not find that funny. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> my wife, Molly and Nursey, and we went to Hawksmoor, and we got well stuck, and we like got as much meat as... You know, they do like the specials board, and then you're, you can go, oh, actually, can you bring us four big steaks... But we'll have a T-bone and we'll mm. have a this and, that, and then we'll split them up and there's four of us and then we'll all try the different cuts and have different preparations. Sort of a blood pressure Olympics. Yeah. Kind of thing. You, know, yeah. you can get there for you. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah, until you can see it in your neck. Yeah. So we ordered four steaks that were big enough to feed eight people, but Oosh. there were only four of us. Oosh. And it was a Sunday, so they have a kind of a gravy. I mean, it is a gravy, really, yeah. when you actually look at it, but not no corn flour in it to thicken it up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Very thin gravy. Mm. Oh, my God, this gravy was so good that I asked for more of it so that I could eat more of the steak, ate all the steak, then asked for some bread. Yeah. yeah. Because there was now extra gravy. Yeah. They bought more bread, so then I needed more gravy. Uh, and literally... You're in the cycle. By the end of it, I was so full that I, I couldn't... I couldn't breathe deeply enough because I pushed so much <laughs> yeah. room out of my body <laughs> no room that lives are meant to be in <laughs> that I couldn't properly oxygenate to generate the energy to actually stand and just sat there for a full 25 minutes just banging the table trying to kind of pump blood around my system to make room for my lungs. All of your organs had retreated to your arms. <laughs> <laughs> one lung on one side. That's why they inflate so rapidly. The best part of a Christmas dinner, tying it all in... For me, it's not the sit-down bit where you eat it and you're kind of like, this is nice, and you get a bit full. It's that bit where you're in the kitchen, it's all been cleared away, it's on the side, and you just grab a roast potato and there's a pot of gravy and you dip it in so your fingers go in, mm. and then you start making yourself little mini roast dinners. Yeah. And at this point, you don't know how much you've eaten, so in a weird way, it's kind of free. Yeah. Like, you're like, I'm, there's no more calories. And so you get a little bowl and you're like, I'll just put a roast potato in there and you think, oh, I'll put a little bit. And you sort of mash it up and then yeah. you pull the gravy on and you eat it with a teaspoon. Yeah. Yeah. That, for me, is the best bit. Yeah. I'm um, close to you on that in that you eat the full Christmas dinner, lovely, stuffed, could not eat another thing. Do all the washing up. In all front the of you people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then take it all and put it on the side in the kitchen and then about 10 o'clock, oh, you're mm. like, just a little something. Mm. It's and like the tiniest get, little bit of room opens in your tummy and you're like... You get thick white bread mm. and you basically put an entire second Christmas dinner yeah. into that with the great heat up the gravy... The work could even eat that with a knife. With and fork. mayonnaise? No mayonnaise. Oh, but and, and I know that this is not necessarily the done thing, but my god, it's good. Yeah. Like a, a reasonably thick oh, couple of slices yes. of cheese in the white bread with all of that, like just uh, it's melty. really just salty, creamy. Mm. Yeah, I mean yeah. I basically I love cheese. I ate so much cheese on Sunday. <gasps> Do you know those little um toasts like the fruit, like the posh cheese crackers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, I think they're linseed and cherry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a cheese shop in Teddington. We were meeting some mates in the pub in Teddington, walked past this really posh cheese shop and went in there and went, have you got any Gorgonzola Dolce? Do you know Gorgonzola that, no, Dolce? No, no, no. Really milk. Well, this is it. He said, yes, we do. How many scoops do you want? Oh, oh my God. Because they keep it at exactly the kind of perfect so it's temperature. Li- it's just liquid. So you get a pot and they scoop it like ice cream. Oh, my Lord. And I said, I'm going to go for a three scooper. And he was like, good lad. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was In a fucking cone. He was. He like, oh. So then I bought a box of those uh, linseed and cherry crackers as well. Had a, had a couple of, well, we were meeting mates at the pub. Big Christmas thing. Loads of kids. There were like 35 of us. Nice. Got home that night having eaten all this food. Like, I'll just have a little snack. Oh, we bought that cheese. Oh, I'll have a little bit of that. Just a... Bought out the pot. Bought out the thing. So that I'll take that into the front room. Just because so, I'm only going to have two or three. But I don't want to like... Might as well take everything. I don't want to decant everything. That's just more washing up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just take them in. Did the whole box of crackers. Yeah, yes. There's literally, I think, about... A third of a scoop of Gorgonzola. I can't believe you left that third of a scoop. I want it. Well, because it's that middle class thing. As long as you don't eat all of it, then you're being polite. I was having a weird conversation the other day. I've had to eat for a dare, like before, like big slices of uh, goat's cheese and stilton and things like that. Now, if you have a slice of something like like a nice sort of blue cheese or a goat's cheese or something like that, and you have to put it all in your mouth and eat it, 
it would be quite sickly and you would feel a bit kind of grossed out. It wouldn't be that pleasurable. Yeah. But if you stick the tiniest, thinnest, almost barely there cracker, yeah. you can have so much fucking cheese on top of it. <laughs> and you go, that's fine. Yeah. It takes so little cracker yeah. to make a whole lot of cheese work. Yeah. And I just thought, that the other day, I was like, that's, that's amazing. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just really made just like... It's, it's funny because actually I like cheese so much that really, uh, I, I did consider, actually, one of the two remaining flavours mm. could have been jettisoned in flavour of a mini cheddar. Big talk. But now, is, is a mini cheddar a crisp, Sam? Yes. Is it not a cracker? No, it's not in the cracker aisle, mate. It's in the crisp, it's crisp aisle. I, I just think of it in terms of pub, if, the, if it's behind the... Because I would yeah, argue... Yeah, no one comes back with a sort of a tube of water biscuits, do they? No. no. There you, you go. Come back with mini cheddars. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, what? How do you feel about Ritz sandwiches? Oh, with the dirty, the dirty, 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 dirty cheese, the cheese moment stuff. I love them. <laughs> I can't do them. Man. I love them. Oh, they, yeah. you see, I'm not. I don't like milk, and I find them. <laughs> this keeps I love, coming up. I love it? that you don't like this milk. This keeps coming up, but like they're just like. It's like ice cream, but without the sugar. It's like ice cream. It's like, <laughs> it's like salty warm. ice cream. Yes, that's what. Yeah. And, oh, <laughs> I don't know. No, it's not for me. Yeah, no, I like, I like a cheese moment. I like the dirtiness of a cheese moment. Yeah, I can and go. That is, and that moment. really is a moment. Well, and the cheese moment very much the sister crisp to my second selection. Segway. Nice. He's done this before, hasn't he? <laughs> what a pro. Which is the scampi fry. Hola. Mm, that's how I like scampi fries. Again, I would normally open this in the style of open the other because these are a pub table crisp. They are. But the small bags. Before we open that one, yeah. What I like to do with scampi fry. Firstly, I would open it from the bottom. Oh, yeah. Why? Because the flavour's congregated there. Okay. And so you're kind of redistributing it. And then I can't open it without getting the guff. That's what I call the guff. Oh, yeah. Your breather in her? Oh, no. Too much. Oh, love Man, it. Now oh. you've made this weird. The dirty knickers of the crisp oh. oil. No. Always tear the bag on a scampi fry, though. Oh, I can never do that. I can't do it because I'm rubbish at it. Uh, just uh, so to make them into a flat plate, like oh. that. What a smell. What a smell. A wiggity-wiggity rinse-up. Mm. <laughs> They're quite lemony at the beginning. Okay, Sam, no. let's let Rufus talk us through the, the flavour profile. Ads, do you want one? Yes, please. There you go. Well, let's be honest. Right, so what are they trying to replicate? That's where you've got to start, isn't it? Oh, my God. <laughs> the... So I just thought of something I shouldn't have thought of. And said what they're trying to replicate. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to replicate Scampi. Yes. Which is... Is it... Uh, Longestine. Longestine. Well, no, scampi that you would get in any pub now wouldn't be. It was for a long time monkfish, uh, the end of monkfish tail. Cheap so, fish, basically, isn't it? And then everything goes up, so then it just becomes whatever is... What, some you wouldn't, you, unfashionable. Yeah. White yeah. sea-based protein yeah, in, yeah. A, in a breadcrumb. Yeah, some sort of bottom-dwelling... Yeah. Arachnid-type water creature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A shit-eater. A shit-eater, yeah. <laughs> So scampi really is the breadcrumbs on the outside. Yeah. The internal meat does have a bit of flavour to it, but as we've established, it's such a, it could be any one of a number of things. You mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily go, it has to specifically yeah, yeah. be one thing. So actually, I think that what scampi fries do is that they really replicate the smell of a chip shop. Yeah. Because okay. that is the association that we all really have with... It's always scampi and chips, which is why they're called scampi yeah. fries. Mm-hmm. But it's really salt and vinegar. Oh. And then the twist that they put on it is, I think, it's a citric acid yeah. rather than an acetic acid. I'd never noticed the, the acidic twist to a scampi fry. Well, before. for me, like there was a pub in uh, Norfolk where we used to go when we were young... Uh, we used to always get scampi and fries in a basket from there and, and the parents would sit and chat and we'd go play in the garden. And it was always like a b- little basket of scampi, wedge of lemons and tartar sauce. Yeah. And this gets that for me. It's, it's in the right ballpark. Exactly, but that's what crisps have to do. They don't have to nail it exactly. They, well, just, they have to just kind of land in your sense memory a little bit. I, I would wholly agree with that, but it's amazing how rare it is that they get that right. Every they're fucking time, idiots. These crisp people are idiots. Every time that walkers do one of their big, it's a big new flavour competition, and we've got spaghetti bolognese and um, chicken tikka. And it's just beef. 
You taste it and like, it doesn't taste yeah. anything like You do a blind things. test on it, you're like, yeah. absolutely no idea. Yeah. Now these, these are one of my choice, Rufus. This is a, this is a top three app. Mm-hmm. You know, um, cheesy moments, right? From the same people, right? Cheesy mm. moments. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Smiths. They've got like an inside to them. They've got like a substance in them. Am I imagining that? Have they got like a soft middle? They do. They have a cheesy middle. In okay. Cheesy, cheesy moments. They've got a little cheesy cream middle like in the middle of the Ritz crackers. How would you feel about a little soft centre to these that is a little bit, you know, seafoody, oh. maybe like a little, like a mousse inside. Like a mousseline. Oh. You know what, you know what would go in the middle of a scampi fry perfectly, actually, is um, shrimp primula. <laughs> what? How is this mis- passed me by? Oh my god, what primula, is- it's like cheese, it's, but it's, it's fancy, right? Squirty cheese in a yeah. tube like toothpaste. Okay. My mum loves it and they don't make the no. shrimp one anymore. They used to have a shrimp. Because weirdly that shrimp cheese puree <laughs> yeah. in a toothpaste tube apparently wasn't as popular as it used to be. Oh. God, that is exactly right. I, I mean, personally, I wouldn't oh, mess yeah. with the scampi fry. I don't know. I don't oh. want no nothing in my scampi fry. It wouldn't be an improvement, but if you were going to try okay. to make a kind of cheese moment uh, similar, like yeah. in terms of th- there's a squidge and a whatever else. Actually, because you've got that, that crunch, it's, and it's a very, it's a harsh crunch on a scampi fry, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think you could cut your mouth with a, you could cut the roof of your mouth with a scampi yeah, yeah. fry. If you put them in a, in a sandwich and one was upright by mistake, you could definitely hurt your soft palate. In fact, I just tried sucking it. Don't try that, boys. Not good? Like, well, I'm going to try it's it now, abrasive. It's oh, abrasive. Like a lozenge. I'm going to suck it like a lozenge. Oh, oh it's no. hard. They're not to be sucked. No. No, don't suck them. The joy of that is that it's so crunchy. Yeah. And if you suck it and it starts to yield... And then you actually taste it. It's no. like an oyster. Do you know what I mean? You've got to bang that thing down. Yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But of course, texture. oysters, you know, what are you putting on an oyster? Vodka or lemon... Like Trino. sharp primula, um, Tabasco. Did yeah. you say Tabasco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the shallot, red wine shallots. Yeah, onion. Yeah, love it. So you don't taste the thing. That's why. No, yeah, but you do. Well, like but, the, the, the oyster. It's not that you chew it. It's that the flavour it gives you. It's basically the sea. Yeah. It's that beautiful, over, like, overwhelming flavour of, uh, of of seawater. My, my problem with oysters, right? Once I was in a pub and I had a, a swig of beer left in my pint. I was playing pool with this fella, and he went like that. Oh, God. And he spat his greenie into my pint, thinking it was finished. I took the shot. No, no. Oh! (laughs) Picked up the pint. Oh, no. (laughs) And every time I have an oyster, it reminds me of that moment. That guy. And I can't do it. Can't do it. No, that's, well, that is fair enough. enough. So, Sam. Scampi fries. Love a scampi fry, but hey ho, I prefer knickknacks, scampi and lemon. Do you know what? I had some of them the other day, and you are wrong, Sam. Am I? You are wrong. Am I? Well, I didn't have some the other day, so I might be. No, they have not, <laughs> they have not aged as you imagine they have. Yeah, really? They're like, I don't know whether they're just worse now, or whether when we were young... Because they've got the guff, man. They've palettes. got the good guff. They are not as good as... They are nowhere near... They're not even in the same band. Like, we're talking about Ringo Starr and Bubba Let's not go there again. Like, these are the John Lennon of the bar snack. Your scampi and lemon knickknacks. I'm talking... You're saying... Shawaddy waddy. You're, you're, <laughs> you're saying scampi fries and Nirvana, scampi and lemon knickknacks, a bush. Bush. Bush keep coming up in our podcast as well. Do they? The rock band Bush. Do they? I seem to remember you saying that at some point. The, the Gavin Rossdale fronted Bush. Yeah. The rock band Bush. The rock band Bush. Well, Gavin Rossdale's the rock band Bush. Yes. <laughs> I think yeah. they're a wonderful choice. That's how you write a children's book. Walliams, <laughs> no, no. with your boring crisps. <laughs> oh, the rock band Bush. Oh, yes. Someone draw it. Go on, someone just go, just go and draw that, what I've written down. Oh, God, they're good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for picking those with yes. us. You're very welcome. Would you like Should to... we have more Coke Zero? Or would you like a posh vegan beverage? Coke Zero, Ooh. thanks. What is that? This is cucumber, mint, and uh, with a pinch of pepper. I forget which pepper it is Come now. On. Cayenne. Oh, Cayenne oh, pepper, then. that's it. Hey, I'll Thank try you, it if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. Thank you very I'll much. I'll have a Coke Zero, please. <laughs> that says everything you need to know about this drink. <laughs> no, yeah. I, would I, you like to try this vegan drink? That I, I got for free. Zero, I really like them, which is why I buy them. But I'm just in the mood for Coke Zero Ooh. after the... Uh, yeah, these are... Oh, this is the one I tried the other day. Really fresh, Cucumber. very refreshing. They come in a gin and, uh, gin and tonic can as well. <laughs> Which is great for working at the theatre because everyone assumes you're just getting <laughs> a couple of, couple of bevies in you before the, the show. 
Oh, I like that. I could pretend that's booze. Mm. Yeah. Sneaky. Yeah, it's got I've that about it. There. Yeah. The cayenne gives it a little kick. Oh, oh yeah. In fact, they're called Nicks and Kicks. Nicks and and I like them very much. It's when you. It's And kicks. Yeah. And we like them very much. Uh, when I was in the Palladium, it was the first time I came across them and I emailed them and they agreed to sell me a case of it at uh, cost price. Ah. So I feel like, you know, they were kind enough to me at one point. Yeah, I could give them. Uh, what were you doing there? You were doing. Um, Winning the Willows. Winning the Willows. Yeah, the Palladium. <laughs> I don't know, a star with your weight, I'd have, I'd have expected a free They should have sent them, they should have sent them yeah. free. I think they couriered it over. Oh, I'd fair enough. Cayenne pepper, know. hotter than you think. Yeah. Very easy to put too much into stuff yeah. and think that it's just like a paprika. Mm. It's not, it'll, it'll kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what else is very easy to put too much in? Uh, is, you know, like we've all got a mate who is the least functional human being that you know. Oh yeah. And oh, then right, they get that. older and then they have kids and get married and you're like, you. What are you doing? You're Sam. Oh, you're Sam. <laughs> Hello, Sam. Hi, how you doing? So he decided his contribution would be he would get better at cooking. But right. because he's like a video game playing like editor, very technical, very he's like none of this like organic. Yeah, look at my nose skills. <laughs> he's not that guy. He's like, how do you just make it taste great? Oh, I see. You add uh, MSG and flavour enhancers yeah, and all sorts. Yeah. And uh, he bought an industrial amount of this particular flavour enhancer and he couldn't find it for anywhere for less than, I think it was something like 300 quid. And it came in like a litre tub box. But everything that he knew that this flavour enhancer did, he's like, that, but that, you know, that's what you want. So he was uh, working out and whatever and it said um, how much to put in but he just ignored that oh, bit no. and he just put like uh, half a teaspoon in. Yeah. Stirred it in. You know, whatever else. Lovely. And he said it was like eating dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like literally the moment it touched his wife's mouth, they were like. <laughs> and it turns out the reason this whole tub is like three hundred quid is you are meant to put in like micrograms of uh, whatever yeah. it is and it does sort of various things to the receptors on your tongue but like once you tip over that scale so it's like a science, scientific it thing it's, it's a to total just, it yeah. touches a certain tongue receptor and dish and if you drink a pint of the stuff if you overload on whatever yeah. that is your brain just goes yeah. that's species apparently MSG's not that bad it just works the same way as salt does. It's just a bit more efficient. Yeah, that's right. I read an article about it. Everyone's like, we, there's, we kind of bad mouth it a lot, but it's... And the argument is actually that uh, there's a racial element to it. Native companies making what was, you know, new frozen foods and whatever else. So now we're going to do chop suey. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not a Chinese dish. It was totally invented for Europeans, but it's yeah. sort of... Hence it's l- called... Chop suey. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what that is. And now we're going to do chicken curry. Mm. You know, it was basically all these frozen uh, food companies to try and make it taste nice, put in MSG. And then everybody built this thing going, oh, it's too much MSG. And it was basically an extension of, yeah, I wouldn't eat that foreign muck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm. so that MSG got tied to, which was absolutely nothing to do, because as we all know, when you go and eat Indian food, it's like the freshest ingredients, yeah, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. it's all grown. If you eat Indian food in India, it's, yeah, you know, it's yeah. all about how fresh it is. Yeah. Nothing to do with MSG at all. I think it's slightly different in China. Yeah. Um, I think there is a bit more. They really love it. They get their salt flavours from other places. So there's no point in them adding salt. So they just enhance it with MSG. Watched a fascinating documentary about a Chinese salt market the other day. Blown me out of the water, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Unless the story's about like, this guy kind of going, ah, oh, no, fuck, soy sauce. They've got soy sauce. <laughs> this, is a, this is a big mess. It was more that they've just got very many, when they, they don't go and buy salt, it's like, no, it's this type of salt or that type of salt or and where, mm. you know, how the salt process is made. I think it's on Netflix and I think it's based on a very successful cookbook called... Salt, fat, heat. Salt, acid, heat. Salt, acid, heat yes. and something else. Mm. And on Netflix, they did an hour on each of the four. Serious? And the salt one, it, in fact, it, I'm thinking I'm probably going to end up being massively racist. I don't think it was Chinese salt market. I think it might have been a Japanese salt market, thinking about it. Uh, I wish that you said not Chinese, it was German. Like that would be confusing. <laughs> Do 
you like to lead us on to your third choice? Please? I mean, frankly, if crisps operated like Highlander... Okay, I'm interested to see where this goes. Then, gentlemen, there can be only one. Right. And if there were only one, this is the one. Yeah, yeah. It is, of course... Walker's Salt and Vinegar Squares. You're not the first person to have said that, my friend. Yeah, I mean, this is the greatest crisp. Do you know what? Since we've been doing this podcast, we've had... How many people pick Square, Song and Squares? I think Squares has been the most popular pick, hasn't it? Say about four people, right? And we bought the bags. These look pretty good. They look good, nice and pale. But quite often we found recently... They're not as reliable as they used to be. Because they were always discuss. Um, I completely agree with you. Yeah. But I would also say that if I eat a hundred packs of salt and vinegar squares a year, then 90 of them are exactly what I want. 90% hit rate. I mean, I know what you mean. Sometimes they're just not quite done. They're a bit overdone. They're a bit they're overdone, a bit overthrown. They're a good bag, yeah. They're, you can tell they're, they're pale, they're crunchy. Yeah. I don't know, man. Tom, maybe you just. Maybe it, you just. It's lacking something for me. I think after a scampi fry. That's where it is. It's going to feel lesser. Yeah. It doesn't have that same twang that it does do normally. That's it, because a scampi fry is, of course, an acid and a salt. If you, you were doing a tasting again. menu of crisps, you wouldn't follow scampi fries with salt and no. squares. Uh, would one be able to describe a scampi fry as having an umami flavour, Sam? You always use that word. I don't always fully understand what it actually is. It's the, it's the uh, taste of savouriness. Like anchovies, right? Have an umami quality well, to them? Well, they can add umami. They themselves, they are salt. But they add a kind of a richness or something mm-hmm. It would give you umami. I bought a pot of umami from the supermarket the other day. Yeah. What did I buy? Fuck knows. I didn't know it was a thing. Oh yeah, you can. Uh, there's a whole range. I bought umami enhanced tomato paste, Ooh. and you stick it in. Um, you know, basically just a yeah. straight up uh, pasta. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just doing a bit of tomato pasta. Oh yeah, babe. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, that'll do you. Really? Yeah, even you know, you don't have to do anything truly fancy to make what is it pasta what? and sauce. I mean, you got. You got one kid, two. You got two, so you're gonna spend. Let's uh, think about that. Three and four, four. Yeah, so you're already making I'm a sweating. lot. Of- <laughs> Don't ask me their names. <laughs> so you're already making a lot of pasta and sauce. Oh, I make a lot of pasta, throw away a lot of pasta. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? Uh, but the little squidge of uh, umami. Yeah. Uh, of that umami tomato paste. Yeah. That's the, okay. It's where are you getting that? Well, I mean, you've got to remember, I'm very middle class, so Waitrose. Oh, right, that's okay. I can go into a Waitrose. I'm allowed in a Waitrose. I didn't say you weren't allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Just for our listeners at home, we opened two bags of squares. I just had uh, one from the second bag, and it's much better than the first bag. Oh, I'm eating the first bag. All right. Try one of them. Well, do you get me? Bag two is twice as good. Yeah, that is twice as good as that. Yeah. I think that's literally the amount of dust. Yeah. Always. It's always the amount of dust. It's just literally the amount of flavouring on it, isn't it? Yeah. It's a really fresh salt and vinegar flavour as well. Like, it's Mm. really... When you put salt and vinegar on chips, the smell is better than the taste. Yeah. Like, someone walks past you with chips and you go, oh, my God, it's Mm. the smell of the vinegar. The hot uh, vinegar hitting the hot. And it's kind of what you get with a really good square. It kind of leaps off the crisp, as it were. Like, it's really fragrant. Um, That's what the Heston Blumenthal thing... If he was giving someone chips, he had a little spritzer. An atomizer. An atomizer with vinegar in, and he'd just squirt into the air around them because actually it was the smell of the vinegar with the chip that gave you everything you wanted without actually uh, making the chip particularly vinegary. He's a clever fella, isn't he? I would still want to pour vinegar all over my chips, though. Yeah, spray the vinegar in my face, ruin my clothes, you (laughs) you big old prick. (laughs) Sarsons, I I was in the shops the other day. Sainsbury's. <laughs> and in the vinegar aisle, there's Sarsons. Always go Sarsons. And now there's Sarsons Extra Strong. Oh. Ooh. Unfortunately, I buy Sarsons in the five litre <laughs> catering things. Wow. Actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've got my own little, vine- <laughs> I've got my own little vinegar thinger as well. Why? Because I don't want to run out ever. You buy the massive, but like, how it's much? cost, it's cost, cost, cost. Uh... How much vinegar are you drinking, man? It, did, it lasts, it's vinegar. Yeah, but it's preserved itself. Five litres of vinegar. You know, you get those multi-packs of toilet roll. You get like I 24 rolls. Yeah, yeah. 
I always feel a bit weird buying massive packs of toilet roll. Like, like you're really putting Everyone's person. looking at me just going, you all right, mate? Um, <laughs> oh, no, this is for my... Um, no, it's for my mate. Like, <laughs> for my mate? <laughs> I can't go beyond nine. Ask me, ask me the last number of toilet rolls I bought. What's the last number of toilet rolls you bought? 48. Woo! That's you see, I couldn't do it. Did Was it an online shop? It was an online there shop. There you go. But specifically, uh, and this is another plug... Nicks and kicks move aside while I plug who gives a crap what's this it's uh, ethical toilet paper yeah you buy them in bulk it's they pretty do, shitted they do <laughs> <laughs> they do kitchen roll and uh, tissue box tissues but you have to basically buy them in bulk yeah and they come wrapped in paper and also there's no plastic and anything like that and then I forget what the ratio is but basically for every box that you buy they give five quid to an uh, irrigation and sanitation project somewhere in the oh, developing right. world. Well, that's a worthy cause. So it's like minimum plastics, great. The toilet paper itself, I think, is recycled. Right. It's not in your Andrex Ultra... Padded, Padded, quilted. quilted. Yeah, exactly, like wiping your ass on a duvet. Yeah. But nor should it be. If you talk to the Water Authority, they're like fatbergs and everything's clogging up. Those... I was evangelical about those uh, wet bum wipes for a while. Until you realise they don't dissolve. The f- it says flushable on them. I what? assume that meant they dissolve. No, it literally just means you can flush you can them. Flush but them. They, they <laughs> just are basically <laughs> clogging up the whole of the London sewer system. You can flush them. They're only going to go about 10 metres. Yeah. But you can flush them. They may as well write edible on them. It's yeah. <laughs> choke them down. But yeah, who gives a crap? They're brilliant. They're really, really good. I don't know if they're still doing them, but at Christmas... All of the toilet papers, because they come in a little paper wrapper, they, they got some designer to do like a Christmas scene, and then oh. uh, you couldn't give them to the kids to colour in, because they were like <laughs> little Christmas scenes and whatever. Whilst they're sat on it. I know where your mind was going there. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. what were they using to colour in, Tom? Yes. What yes. were they using to colour in? <laughs> Guys, what's that in the distance? Where? Huh? Over there. Got oh, a little, got a little red hat on. Harold Stephen sings. He flies in front his big fat wings. He's landing a packet of Christmas crisps right upon my lap. Thank you very much, Stephen. Hey, look at these. Guys, we have festive crisps. Festive crisps? So, uh, normally in this segment, Rufus, we have foreign crisps. Yeah. But, um, because it's Christmas. Stephen has kindly dropped us in some festive crisps. Now, you'd think with Walkers bringing out those Brussels sprout flavour ones, we'd try those. Yeah, you'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah. Or those pigs in blanket ones. Yeah. You'd, you'd think, think, actually, we'd, we'd, he'd just drop off a multi-pack and we could try them all. Yeah. He hasn't, though, has he? No. Couldn't find them, could he? No. <laughs> Stephen really conveyed a lot of information with his eyes as he yeah. flew over there, didn't he? He's an empath. Uh, what we have... So is... let me get this straight. You know an empathic seagull, and yet you've done a podcast about crisps. <laughs> <laughs> so these are Marks and Spencers. It says The Collection. Oh, I hate right. when things say The oh, Collection, right. because everything's a collection in whatever... <laughs> Winter berries and sparkling Prosecco hand-cooked crisps. You know what? They can kiss my whole asshole. Enjoy a touch of festive fizz with a crisp, fruity, sparkling wine and hints of raspberry and blackcurrant. No! I'm wine with my crisps. I'm telling you here and now, not what they taste like. I'm really hoping these are flushable. Right. Don't remind me what flavour they are, because I've forgotten already. They I'm are... see if I can taste it. For the listener at home... They look like a posh, a posh, a a, a posh sort of crisp. What the hell is that? And as you sparkles on them, look at those. (laughs) What is that? There's stars. There's little golden stars on them. Oh, right. That is not going down. Oh, because they smell of nothing. Oh yeah. That be. Oh my god. Oh, I wasn't even sick then. I can't smell. I was genuinely. They they just smell like sunflower oil. Yeah. Is all they but smell of. Oh, but the thing is, the taste isn't that strong. That's what's horrible about it. It's like, you know when you drink water out of a cup that's had squash in it before? Yeah. And you get that faint taste of squash, oh, and it's kind of horrible? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's horrible. Don't tell me you like them. That <laughs> tastes like you're at a picnic, Yeah. and you've got a bowl of crisps as part of the picnic, Yeah. and a kid's gone past with his little, like, juice box. Yes. And it's as he's gone eight. past, it's sort of a bit gone over the crisps and no one's spotted it and yes, they've the- been left out in the sun yes. and so there's not enough of any one flavour but when you eat it you just go oh no that is obviously horrible and something is very wrong with that oh, I've just had a square to get rid of the taste That's, I honestly think 
Even though they're subtle, I promise you I'm not exaggerating when I say that's one of the most disgusting things I've ever eaten yeah. in my entire life. I agree. That berry thing of there being a... So my wife has this whole thing about a sweet thing in a savoury context. Pineapple on a pizza or... Mm-hmm. Uh, like against a, it. A raisin in a... I, a I, curry I, or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I love. I, uh, my mum makes coronation chicken. I love it, but my wife can't do it. That's like the worst version of it because yeah. it's not real fruit. But it's a flavour of yeah. fruit yeah. in something that just has, it has no business being there hey, that's at just, that's all. That's just like pushing a ripe banana I'm gonna into eat a spaghetti another bolognese with your hand. Because yeah. you know, it Horrible. smells of nothing. No, just the oil. That's all yeah. you can smell. I'm really confused by this because when I put, first tasted that, it reminded me of something dead. Like... <laughs> like like a dead, there's a, I don't know what it is. I've eaten something oh. that you're, you know, like oh. it's a dead thing. Jesus yeah. Christ. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Well, kind of like, I mean, I think if you bit into, like, if, if you had to lick roadkill yeah. and that freshness of blood. Yeah, it tastes uh, like blood. Uh, tastes like... I've eaten a second one. Why? Well, because, because I, I don't actually find it, like, unbearably unpleasant as much as I find it confounding and I'm trying to, it's, I'm trying to make sense of what this is. It's very dependent on how much dust is on it as to what you actually get. That last one I had could have been a fruit crisp. It was so raspberry. Hey, how do you boys feel about those um, Tyrrell's like parsnip crisps and beetroot crisps? Don't even get it started, my friend. If you're going to make a parsnip crisp and garnish a nice game meal with it, fine. I don't want to eat a whole bag of them. Man, they're ghastly. We had, we had the on. kale ones from Pret. Well, we had them on the show, didn't we? We had some parsnip crisps on the, <sighs> the show from like East London. Right. That were just like manuka honey haircut crisps. No, fuck off. Yes, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Gross. Fuck um, all the way off and take your crisps with you. Yeah. Thank you. So the way this segment works, I think I already know the answer, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. You get the opportunity to swap in our festive crisps for one of your choices, Rufus. Well, Tom, I've heard you ask the question. Thank you. And I suppose the only way to answer it is this. Oh, Jesus. Oh, not the guts. That's not you as well. (laughs) And at that point, I'd like you very much to edit in the sound effect of me giving Tom an absolute hiding. (laughs) (laughs) Like a real, as as violent a series of sound effects as you can layer up. I've worked out why it felt like something dead. Go on. And it's because, you know when you have a juice that's off... Yes. Yes. Right? And it's gone yeah. fizzy. Yeah. And you have a sl- you have a, and you go oh oh god it's gone. Yeah. That's what it is. It so, tastes gippy. I just honestly don't understand why all this money and like like R and D went into this. They've got to design the packets. They've got to cook it and make it and order the potatoes and put them out. Who on God's sparkly earth is going sitting down with Prosecco Chris going? They're actually really nice. Yeah. Who? Um. But. It's, it's one of those things about, you know, late-stage capitalism. They're not imagining people are coming back for another packet of those. <laughs> you don't eat one of those and go, oh, I'm going to get some more of them. Wow. They're a seasonal thing. Yeah. They're going to make 10,000 packs of it. You'll, you'll be walking around at Christmas and go, oh, exactly. a Prosecco crisp. Marge loves Prosecco. Yeah, yeah. She and, might love these. crisps. <laughs> Together, and you'll buy one pack and you put them out and you eat them. And you go, everyone, everyone who tastes those will go, oh fuck <laughs> it! <laughs> but it's not enough money oh. that you would then go back to Marks and Spencers and go, hey, excuse me, I bought these crisps and they're disgusting. Mm. You just go, oh well, take it on the chin. And, you, and amongst you, all you the say other, that, but I'm inclined to sue. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone listening had a, a positive experience. With any kind stop of listening to the podcast. Sparkling <laughs> Prosecco type Chris, please hit us up on the socials and um, we will quickly unfollow you. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I would say, if, if we had to look for one thing in that crisp's favour, is I've never seen a little gold star on a crisp before. No, and I thought that was actually rather a festive, lovely touch. But I'm guessing that that little star doesn't taste of anything. Therefore, if you're Smiths or Walkers, then maybe you can do a Christmas Monster Munch or a Christmas Square and just pop these little uh, little stars on. Yeah, that's that was, fine. That, yeah, that's I, nice. I found that very pleasing. Rufus, we have your choices. We have uh, roast beef Monster Munch. Yeah. Yeah. Scampi fries. Yeah. 
Salt and vinegar, squares, Yumzilla. I mean, there's no debatable choices there. They're, they're all solid, solid crisp choices. You didn't go for the festive fruit crisps? No. You also get, I didn't know if you know this, you get to take a soft drink to the island. Oh, yes. I would recommend this Nicks and Kicks. <laughs> you come with a little KN for a happy pick me up. It's a delicious drink. And yes, I would happily pay cost. <laughs> <laughs> As is often the case with me, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of something to make myself sound interesting. No, don't do It's Coke Zero, isn't it? Could, I mean, could you not say Dandelion and Burdock? You could. It's not what you want. Could, you know, all those, like, little Fentimans flavours. Yeah. Oh, like, lovely. Oh, yeah. Oh, smashing that. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's Coke Zero, isn't Coke it? Zero. This is Coke Zero. <laughs> but if I ordered Coke Zero and uh, Dr Pepper Zero turned up instead, mm. uh, I, would, I would be equally fine with that. Mm. I don't think that's a mistake any vendor would make. <laughs> no, it seems unlikely to <laughs> go that, that way round. Now that Zero drinks are so ubiquitous, I think they've probably ironed out that common mistake. Yeah. <laughs> no, John, that's Dr Pepper. <laughs> that's the Coke. <laughs> I'm going to politely move us forward into our dip section. Um, you also get a dip upon the island. Yeah. You haven't really got the best crisps for dipping. No. The, these are, none of these are good you, dipping crisps. You're not crisps. dipping a monster munch. No. You're not dipping a scampi fry. Oh, you could into the shrimp primula. Yeah. yeah. No, I think nothing. You've got tweezers, you, wouldn't you? Almost. You want to... Well, you'd, what you do is you bite the end off and then like a little cup. Yeah. Like a little scoop. Okay. Yeah, a little paddle. Yeah. yeah. But actually, just going to go for uh, one of those slightly posh hummuses. Okay. With, I think, like a little drizzle of something oh. on top. Oh dear, some caramelised onions, perchance. No, not the onion one. Unless it's a drizzle of lemon juice or olive oil, you need to get out of your dressing room now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like a, a, a very thin honey, and it just gave okay. it a bit of... Uh, a bit- you know, you know um, those uh, pitta chips? Get a pitta bread, yeah. cut it up into bits, and then over-bake it, so it becomes very crispy. Yeah. Those in that um, hummus with the and they was it made of chickpeas and then uh, pine tahini. nuts. Tahini, tahini, no, sesame, sesame, sesame seed puree. Yeah, uh, but this is this whatever the posh one I'm thinking of with the drizzle on top had little what I think were pine nuts on the top. I know the one you're nice. talking about. It's quite a runny one. It's got little pine nuts on top and they put a little herby drizzle. That was it. It's, like a, a, um, it's nice, but my favourite. If you're a Waitrose man, Waitrose standard down the line hummus. Yep. Love it. A big bag of uh, carrot battens. Mm. Yeah, I'd probably just eat them with crisps. <laughs> he drinks lager. Crisps. <laughs> um, Rufus Hound. Thank, thank you so, so much. Tom and Sam, thank you what, for, thank you for saving me from the perils of the ocean <laughs> yeah. here on your magical crisp island. Welcome. We'll see you around um, and enjoy your crisps. Thanks. Take Can I it. just check one thing with you, though? Yes. Um... There's a lot of people that wash up on this island. Oh, yeah. Okay. And yet, you're the only two here. Are I... you sure it's only the crisps you're eating? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about how we're getting our protein. Well, I haven't seen Jade in a while, have you? Sam, no. Where is Jade, Sam? I ate her. <laughs> <laughs> she can grace it up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Desert Island Crisps. Please find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Desert Crisps. Special thank you as always to producer Adam Loveday-Brown, editor Mikey Loveday, Ollie Kilby for the art and Phil Surtees for the music. Catch you next time. We'll be here. Always. Always.